Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Odette. And I'm Madeline. And, and we, we love Christian fiction. fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode, we will read classics of the genre or new releases. And discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join us. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome. <gasps> that was amazing. That was perfect. Considering how our last one started, where we all couldn't even say the word Amish Christian fiction together. That's true. Wow. Yeah. And now we're so in sync, it's unreal. Speaking of Amish Christian fiction, <laughs> wow. this is the Funny you should bring it up. <laughs> part two of our Amish Christian fiction series. Yes. This episode is the second two. episode of mm-hmm. our theme. Mm-hmm. Um, we read this time around. Our first Jane Austen retelling, which Hope, hopefully won't be our last it's, one. It's, it's, it's not gonna. What do you mean? Hopefully, we decide. I mean, it's not. <laughs> um, it is an, a retelling of Sense and Sensibility mm-hmm. called Sense and Sensibility. Pretty straightforward. It's by Sarah Price. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the author. Morgan, do you want to read the back cover? Whoa, we're jumping into that. I right mean, we now? might as well jump in. We have any other housekeeping, right? I don't think we have any. I don't think we have any other housekeeping except for we're so grateful for all of you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Love you all the bits. <laughs> Little <laughs> tiny bits. Chow chow bits. Chow chow bits. If you know, you know from last time. Chow okay. chow bits. <clears throat> a classic tale for, a roman- for the romantic heart. When Henry Detweiler dies unexpectedly, he leaves his second wife and three daughters, Eleanor, Marianne, and Maggie, in the care of John, his oldest son from a previous marriage. John and his wife, Fanny, inherit the farm, but make it clear Mrs. Detweiler and her daughters are not welcome. After the Detweiler women move to a nearby cottage, the spirited Marianne catches the eye of an older bachelor, but is openly infatuated with the younger man set to inherit a local farm. Meanwhile, the sensible Eleanor pines perhaps too quietly for Fanny's brother Edwin. Will the sisters' sense and sensibility keep them from finding the love they desire? Sound familiar, everybody? It should. It should. <laughs> oh my gosh! It should. What's happening? <laughs> is this the whole podcast is going to be sisters and sing? Morgan and I are just—we're tracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, um, star ratings. Star ratings. Yes. Star ratings. Okay. Let's go. I'll, I'll go dutch. first. Oh, you start. Oh, yes. oh no, you no, want no. to go first? No, no. You, you go first. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Because no, no. I don't want to set the tone because okay, I have strong thoughts. Okay, so. that's, that's fair. That's, that's fair. <laughs> so I gave this. Um, three and a half stars. Three and a half stars on Goodreads. You'll mm-hmm. just see it's three stars, but I gave it three and a half. Um, because, because I kept going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Sense fair. and Sensibility is my favorite Austin story. I wouldn't say it's my favorite Austin novel. LOL, if you know, you know. But it's my favorite Austin story. You know what I mean. Morgan looks so confused. I like as far know. as like reading an Austin book, huh? I Sense and Sensibility is not my favorite to read. To read. Oh, okay. But, but as far story. as the stories go, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. it's my favorite story. Okay. What is your I actually to understand read? that. My I, favorite no. to read is either Emma or Persuasion. Okay. Nice. Gotcha. I love yeah. the way both of those novels read. Mm. Um but Sense and Sensibility is my favorite story. So I loved this book because it's Sense and Sensibility, and I love that story, and mm-hmm. I love the characters, and um, they, they, they're they all the same. I mean, it's the same characters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but also I feel like she didn't, excuse me, I feel like Sarah Price didn't, I mean, it, it was Sense and Sensibility, and she just kind of plopped it into yeah. an Amish community. It was pretty beat for beat as it far was as adaptations beat for beat. So, 
yeah, so that made me kind of feel like, okay, this is pretty predictable. Again, not necessarily in a bad way because I right. love the story. Right. So I kind of landed on three and a half stars. Mm. That makes sense. Um, I'm at 2.75, 2.5. I okay. was kind of fluctuating between the two okay. because I felt like the same thing. Like, here's the thing I love about an adaptation. I love when an author takes creative liberties. I Similarly, mm. how I felt about biblical fiction is like the idea is we've if you're reading an adaptation of sense sensibility nine times out of ten you have watched the movie read the book like you know what sure. you're getting into right. yeah and there's parts of it where i want it to be unpredictable and i want to see how the author interprets it and i felt like she spent way too much time in this book talking about amish things and like setting the scene versus like mm -hmm. spending time and energy on setting up the differences because i feel like if you had put this story you could easily have said it in pioneer days or easily said it in oh, like yeah. different cultures and things like that. And like to me, I wanted it to come more alive versus like the only difference is that we use the word propriety and courting and different things like that versus like it. Do you know what I'm saying? Versus yeah. like, I love minimal like, changes. Exactly. Yeah, minimal. And like, I don't think you have to. And this is just me and other people probably feel differently in an adaptation. I know what I'm getting into. I'm getting an adaptation of the story. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I know the story. So as Madeline said, you know what's going to happen. But there was no deviation. There was yeah. there was not. And here's the thing. Did I still feel happy at the end? Absolutely. For two reasons, because yeah. the sisters both end up, as we know, in love with the men that they're supposed to. And right. that's lovely and delightful, and I like that they tied it into God's plan. But, like, mm -hmm. for me, the the story fell a little flat because I felt like it was just really, let me insert some Amish details yeah. into and yeah. stuff about faith. Yeah. There, I feel that. So, yeah. I'm going to go with 2.5 as my actual rating. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Um, I, um, I was, for most of the book, I was sitting at about a three. Um, for a lot of the same reasons that Odette said, um, and Madeline touched on it too, just it was a pretty flat adaptation. Mm -hmm. It just very basic. Um, so it's like, it's a good story, but it just kept making me want to read the original as opposed to being I like, went to watch the yeah, movie yeah. the whole time. <laughs> as opposed to being like, oh, I like what the author is doing here. Because mm -hmm. I've read, I, I read, if you guys know me, they, probably a lot of you do. At this I point, read a yes. ton of Jane Austen When she says a ton, she literally means a ton. Oh, 2,000 yeah. pounds worth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she probably yes. has two thousand pounds worth of books. Get it? <laughs> <Jane Austen> reference. <laughs> two thousand pounds a year. Loved it. No, but yeah. So I read a lot of them, mm -hmm. and I've read a lot of really, really excellent ones. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I read a really good Sense and Sensibility one like a month and a half ago. It's Ooh, like um, it's one of my favorites. If it's not Christian fiction, maybe don't mention it on this podcast. But it afterwards, is. can you tell me? It is Christian fiction. Ooh. Um, but I, um, her rotations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. um, so, but anyway, so this, it, it just a little bit too on the nose. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, however, I felt like the author redeemed it a little bit for me with the very kind of last chapter, last scene, it was mm. well done enough. So I bumped it up to 3.25. Cause I was okay. like that last scene really, I was like, okay, you know what? This was well done. It had a really good emotional punch. Um, even though I knew exactly what was coming. Um, so I really appreciated that. So I, 3.25 is my final rating for this one. Cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So All right. Shall we read uh, some reviews? reviews. Okay. And if you hear our sing-songing-ness throughout this podcast, please know that if you are a sound engineer yourself or have friends who are sound engineers and are looking for... Hit us up. Hit yeah. us up. Yeah, hit us Redeeming up. Redeeming Lit Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we would Follow love to work girls. with a... <laughs> We would love to uh, have some help in that, and mm -hmm. it's an area of weakness in our group. Well, we'll be the first to admit. Yeah. Listen, we're not suggesting. We're <laughs> no, we're not terrible at 
all of this, just the no, sound just part. Because no, if we could do sound bites, we could just, anyways, it'll take it to the next level. Maybe season two. There you go. We'll see. We, we can dream. Um, all right. So I have a couple of reviews here I'm going to share with you all. Mm-hmm. Yes. First is a five-star review okay. from Michelle. All right, Michelle. Michelle said, love this Austin story. Same, Michelle. Miss Price does a great job of tailoring it to an Amish setting. <laughs> Engaging, enjoyable read. Okay. Yeah. I disagree. But I disagree. Like, <laughs> agree to disagree, <laughs> Melissa. Michelle. Michelle. Melissa. Okay, here is a three star review from Jen. Okay. okay. Yikes. Uh, whew, agree to disagree, Jen. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> This was easier and more enjoyable for me to read than an actual Austin novel. What? Yikes. I can understand why it might be easier. She said, yeah, I know. I'm lame. (laughs) (laughs) But this was enjoyable, if not predictable, knowing how Austin's stories go. Well, of course. Sure. It's it's an adaptation of Jane Austen. (laughs) One person liked her review, so. One person found this helpful. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always think. Y-A-H. Like, oh. Y-A-H. I thought she was saying, yeah, like, oh, J-A. Like, yeah. The, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, finally, oh, here's a four-star review from Courtney. Okay. Very interesting, she said. I normally don't go for books like this because I couldn't get into the original book, then I... Because if I couldn't get into the original book, then I wouldn't the remake. However, this one captured and held my attention. Hmm. You realize, though, it's a play-by-play of the original, right? And, and I, yeah. Here's what I think. I think a lot of people get trapped in the language. Mm. That's, I oh. mean, for because Sense and Sensibility, the original book by Jane Austen was written in 1812. Right. A different time. People talked very differently in 1812. Just regular conversational tones were very different yes. than they are today. Yes. It's true. Um, so I think genuinely the language trips up a lot of people um and i think that's why when people say things like that it's sure often that way here's can i give a little pro tip oh i was gonna give a pro tip too so you go oh were you oh okay (laughs) i'm wondering if if, if it might be something that is i actually read a ton of also austin adaptations but also classic literature in general i i love old books i love the language something that really helps me and i've been doing this since i was probably uh, 12 is probably when I really started reading stuff like this. Um, a lot of times there's film adaptations out there. So if you watch a film adaptation of a book that you've never read that is like a piece of classic literature and like the story, I find that that helps me then when I read the book. Mm-hmm. To go and read the book. Because After. even though, yes, because then you know kind of where the plot's going and it's a little bit easier to follow. Um, I have another pro tip too, but if you want to show yours in case Mine it's the same Mine was the, the same thing and then I was going to say, oh. also put subtitles. Oh yeah, because it helps you while understand you're watching the, it yes. while you're watching it. Mm-hmm. Because then you feel like you hear, and it becomes more ubiquitous in your mind. So yeah. then, when you pick up the book, you already kind of feel in the mood for that. Because sometimes I'll do that where, like, I'm in the mood for classic literature. I'll watch an adaptation, mm-hmm. or like a, a like not like a modern adaptation, like a film. Sure, re- that's like in set in a period piece. Yep. And then I'll like go, and then I'll read a book, and then I feel like I'm like already in that mindset. But that's just how my mind works. Um, the other one I was going to say is a lot of times if I'm struggling with the book, um, some the plot is a little heavy-handed or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Like, I just can't really get into it. A lot of times it will help me if I put on the audiobook and read it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, physically have the book or my ebook or whatever. Okay, and also here's a question. Do you read at a different pace 
than you listen because I feel like that would be like hard for me to match because I'm a speed uh, reader yeah. and like I'd have to probably put it at a high so I don't know if I could do that but now I kind of want to try it. I, I do it usually at like 2 or 2.5. If I'm if I'm reading along oh my gosh. I'll, I'll put the speed at 2 or 2.5 because that about matches my normal reading. There is no way that I can do that. There's no <laughs> okay, way I'm I very can, I feel I like I need to try and this. read at the same yeah. time. We have a couple There's of no books way. left that we're recording before the end of season one and I feel yeah. like I kind of want to try that. I'll do, I'll I don't do know that. that either one of those is a good candidate for that. Maybe and you can, and you can kind of like speed it like because I'll kind of speed it up until I literally just get in the rhythm where I'm like, okay, this is about my natural reading rhythm and then I'll just keep mm -hmm. it there because you don't lose track that way and it's easier to follow fast audiobooks that way too. Like when your audiobook is sped mm -hmm. up, they don't sound as chipmunky. <laughs> if you're also reading like along. That, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll do that too. You guys are with your two and, two, two and a quarter speed. I've done um, 2.1 is the fastest that I've gone. That's the insane. fastest that I've gone is three. But that is, is it with a children's the, book with like a ha, 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 ha. no, it was just a right, it was like, that a, was my chip, my I don't know why, why would the children, why would it make a difference if it was a children's book or not? Because like it would feel like, oh, it was a chipmunk reading book. Or oh, something. Uh, no, I just was very familiar with the plot line, mm. and I was trying, I think I was trying to hit like a, a book goal, so I was listening to it on the drive, and I didn't want to fall asleep. So I was listening to it really, really fast so I could... Had to pay attention. I had to pay attention. But I was also familiar with the plot line. So if I missed something, it, it wouldn't really matter as much. But that, okay. that's probably the highest I've gone is three. Wow. And it depends wow. on the narrators because some narrators are so slow. So if you're at like a two and... A, some narrators, I put it at two and a half and you're like, this is this is the most normal sounding thing in the world. Because their voices are so slow. You normally. guys are insane. I feel like when I when people talk to me, I bet sometimes they wish they could like hit a speed difference. <laughs> I have I have I have literally had people tell me about, <laughs> about you. Wait, people have told you that I talk too fast on the podcast or in general? Not on the podcast, just like as a general rule of thumb. It's like, oh, like, oh yeah, I talk, to my, I talk to my friend or like, oh yeah, that was my friend. She talks really fast, doesn't she? <laughs> I like I've had people say that to me multiple times throughout the years. Oh, we've been, right. oh Dad and I've been friends a long time, and I've had people say that multiple times. And I'm like, oh, um, yeah, I guess she does talk pretty fast. Like I'll just like because I don't think anything of it, but it's it's really funny. Sometimes like I started a new job at the beginning of uh, 2020, the summer 2022, and um, I my I was in a meeting the other day with my boss, and he was like, oh, Dad, I'm gonna need you to repeat everything you just said, but say less and say it slower. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so I was like. So what I said was, and then I was like, I felt like I was like, because I like didn't know how to, also that was too many things for me to change. Like yeah. you had just said slow so down, those but like the fact that he was like, say less and slow down. I was like, that's the opposite. I say more and speed up. That's how I grow <laughs> does not compute. I don't like kind of, <laughs> I do a lot of client presentations. So I just kind of use it as a disclaimer. And then if like throughout the presentation, I can tell the client like, oh my gosh, I, I should have told you that I come with a disclaimer. I talk really fast. Happy to slow down for you. And then I just kind of like move on. Yeah. Because it's yeah, like the pace that people talk at is like the level that you are just born with. And so it's like, right. it's not something that like, it's very, very hard to like yes. change. And, oh, it, yes, and even absolutely. if I'm intentional or even if, and especially if I'm nervous, like on dates, it's just oh. like, yeah. <laughs> and if they yeah. can't keep up, then I'm like, is this a bad thing or am I just talking really, really, really fast? <laughs> like on speed four. Oh, <laughs> and he's man. like, by <laughs> <accident>. four speed. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh. like um, a medicine commercial where it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I literally could get into that. Like, like the thing is, I could the just side effects. That. Yes, yeah. the side effects. Like, I could literally do that as like a part-time job, and they wouldn't even have to speed it up. It would just be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should. You should, you should get into that. Yeah. Like, anyway, <laughs> that that was a deviation, but yeah, there you go. Some pro tips, pro tips, and just be impressed with how 
fast Morgan, especially Morgan, but also Odette, yeah. listen to or, their audiobooks. Or don't. You could just be alarmed. That's fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's All righty. So we're right. ready to dive in? Let's, Let's dive, dive in. in. That's the splash We're diving sound. in. We're, we're going, going deep. In over our heads, we're going to be. Okay. Rivers deep. Okay. <laughs> we can't sing too much. Yeah. Um, no. So, um, <laughs> well, since, we can't sing too well, much. Well, isn't there a thing, like, if you don't have, like, copyright stuff? That's like, true. That's, okay, but here's the thing. No one's going to gonna listen to that. <laughs> that, we, that we were claiming that. It's if it's the actual author song, I'm pretty sure. I, I still think you're not supposed to play certain amounts of clip, like. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a time, but it's, like, the actual music. So we can sing it. So we can sing the whole song right now. Okay. I don't know. I have to look into copyright law. It's been a long time since I took a copyright law class, uh-huh. but I'll check out check check it out for the future. Okay. So since its sensibility starts with the death of the family patriarch, his father is dying. He pulls his son John in and says, "John, John is from a previous marriage. He has his marriage with his current wife has three daughters." John's from a previous marriage. He pulls his son and he says, John. Eleanor, Marianne, and Maggie. Yes. And he says, John, I'm dying. John says, yes, Father, I know. Dead. <laughs> yes, dead. I yeah. know. <laughs> oh, whoops. For you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Woo! This is I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Really? Okay. <laughs> Listen. That's so, what the Amish people. I know. That's what they say. Never I know. did, right? I think so. I don't. I don't. If that's how it's spelled. Also, if we're yeah. mispronouncing things, we sincerely date? apologize. Maybe it's date. Date. Men and date. I don't know why it would be dead. Yeah, because because it's men and dead. I don't know. Dead. I don't know. I don't know either. Honestly, should email, have asked somebody. Email us or send us a, a voice message. We don't have the capacity I can also, to do that. I'm, I'm gonna Google. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Make a anyway. voice file via email. See, this is why we need a sound engineer. S- send a voice file via email. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Hold on, I'm just gonna look it up. Okay, thank you. So, right. anyways, so um, the uh, Mr. Detweiler, yes, Henry, Henry, of course, Henry Detweiler. Um, John, I'm gonna leave you this farm, and, and but I want you to take care of your mother. Stepmother, and your stepmother, sisters. and your step and your stepsisters. Um, I need you to promise me that you're. I need do you that. to promise me, and he does promise. Mm-hmm. And then basically, the and basically the very next scene is John. Help them! Help them! What do you mean? Help them! If you know, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so John, Fanny, and their son Henry. Yes. Is their son named Henry also? Mm-hmm. I yes. believe so. John, Fanny is John's wife, mm-hmm. and they have a son. And Fanny, they're driving to claim their new farm. Yep. Fanny is so upset that they have to help take care of John's stepmother and stepsisters. And they're not even his flesh they're and blood. Not even his flesh she's and just blood. Going on and on about it. Although technically the sisters know, would be his half sisters. I know, but she's literally going oh, on. Yeah. So she's like, these are barely even family. You barely know okay, them. Okay, so I'm pretty sure you can it's actually... even consider them family. It's yes. basically what she's saying. Oh yeah, yes, she's it's like, awful. What do you know about? I think it's actually you're supposed to pronounce it like D A T. Dat. Yeah. So not dead. Ah, so not, so, so not, not dead. dead. Well, I was saying, what was I saying? Dead. dead. You were dead. Dead. Okay. Dead. And, and I found and a video, men. but it's a minute long, Excuse so me. I'm not going to digest yeah. that that long. Dead. But okay. Well, I know it's men. Yes. Because I've heard people say men, mm. and I know people who call like their mother slash grandmother men. I think it'd be dead. so cute if your grandmother named Nemi. That's 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 almost that's almost Atticus's grandmother name. That's so cute yes. for for my husband's. Oh my 
for my husband's um, mom. <laughs> yes. We say menet. Because it's like we use the French. I love menet. that. Because mm. it's like grand mère, I think it's the French name. I really wanted my parents to have cute grandparents' names, and they went with Grammy and Grit. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Try the true. I said, okay. I want to at least spell it with an I-E and not a Y, but I think Grammy. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, a little bit special. Mix it up. Yeah. Okay, so so so, so Franny, Franny, Fanny is just going on and on and on. Yeah, she's being not a horrible about person. It. She if hates you know, you know, the, the she go yeah. They get to the farm and she's like, this uh, place is in shambles. It's a dump. This is ridiculous. Look at all the work we're gonna have to do. Meanwhile, like. Because the Henry Dashwood had been <laughs> Henry Dashwood. Well, I'm going to do that this whole thing. I'm Spoiler alert: We're going to call everybody by their actual names. By their names from the Austin novel. I'm so sorry. Because they're so close. Like they're very they really like are Jason. close. It's yes. like one or two letter different at most. Um, yes. Henry Detweiler, um, ha- had been sick for a while, so he hadn't been able to maintain the farm. So Eleanor and Marianne. Uh, probably not Maggie, but Eleanor and Marianne had been working hard to try and do as much as they could to help upkeep stuff. And Fanny, Fanny starts saying all of this right in front of them. Oh, yeah. Super like, great. just like, this is, look at how it's, you know, going downhill, all this stuff. We're going so to have to do this. We're going to have to do this. When was the last time people cleaned in here? I know. Like, just so like, literally so This garden rude. is terrible. Oh, my gosh. She just goes rude. on and on. And and these women have all recently lost, lost someone. Water. After a long battle of illness. So anyways, so there's a lot of a lot of that. And they're all at the time. So, okay, in the Amish culture, there's the main house. Yes. And then there's the, um, what's it called? It's the, called Gross Dotty House. Yes. Like the grandparents' house. Like, so that's it's like the, an in-law suite, Right, an in-law suite. But exactly. almost all Amish farms have, have these one. Gross Dotty Houses on their property. Yes. So, um... The mother, and it's it's small. The whole idea is it's for you know an elderly couple to live right. near their family, like they. It's so it's small. So the mo- and also for newlyweds. It's yes, like, that's true. You can use it as a newlywed. Yes, yes. Um, and then also like the grandparents or like any lost week kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So multi-purpose house. Yes. So Fanny basically like the well the mom and Maggie have kind of been moved out to the Grostadi house and. Eleanor and Marianne, I think, still have their rooms upstairs because there's, there's no there's room, no in, the room in the other house for them. But and what should be, what should have been happening is John and Fanny and Henry should have been in the should have moved house. In the, into the Grostadi house because absolutely. They, there's plenty of space for just the three of them. Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. that's what should have happened, but that's not what happened. So then, like periodically, Eleanor because Eleanor and Marianne are still like kind of working the farm and all the stuff. So the mom has been like this has been her kitchen and her house and all of her things. They don't even, um, and Fanny doesn't even give her her things back. She oh, that that them. that made me so angry. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. But like, so she like relic. So she can't like cook her meals. She can't do the hostessing thing in in this house that she's lived in for years and years. Because Fanny just comes in and completely takes over yep. mm-hmm. and kicks them out pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then periodically Eleanor and Marianne will be like, cause again, they still live upstairs and they'll like catch Fanny saying just horrible things. And the one time Eleanor overheard Fanny saying things to John about like, why do you have to give them money? Like tra- basically trying to talk John down from John was like, okay, I'm, I think I'm going to give them, this is how I'm going to help them monetarily. And she's appalled and Fanny's appalled. She's like, how could you give them money? It would be taking money away from your own son. If you were to give them money, they're not your own flesh and blood. That's when she's saying all this stuff. And yeah. Eleanor overhears it and is like. Well, because he promised his father on his deathbed that he would take care of them. So, essentially... And so the mom is tired of being humiliated at a certain point. 
So and she's like, we have, we, we have, to, have to, like, we yes. cannot live here anymore. Yeah. Obviously, she doesn't, Fanny doesn't want us here. Yeah. Obviously, John's not going to keep his promise no. that he made to my husband on his deathbed and take care of us. So we're going to have to figure this out ourselves. Yes. And they decide to move. Before that happens, in this, like, few, oh, like, yes, this, like, yes, month, yes. maybe, interim of all of them living at this house, yeah. Fanny has invited her brother. Edwin. Edward Ferrers, if you know, you know. Um, Edwin. Okay, Edwin Fisher. Edwin Fisher and this adaptation. To come and basically help John um, get acclimated to running this particular farm. Yes. Because I think it's a dairy farm and he had a different kind of farm or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They were living with her family. Oh, they were they living They didn't with even them. have their own farm. They were living so with her family. Fanny like invited Edwin to like come and help John kind of get acclimated to the dairy farm. Yes. So Edwin Fisher shows up and he's there for several weeks and he is at one point Eleanor says every she's like he's everything because they were all dreading his visit. He's like yeah. if he's anything like Fanny, it's gonna be horrible. We're gonna it's gonna be the worst thing that's ever happened to us. And Eleanor's like, he's as far opposite <laughs> from Fanny as two siblings could be. Like oh, he's, yeah. he's just she meets him and it's like he's very kind and like oh yeah because because Fanny because Fanny had made the um, Fanny had made the she was basically yes. when she told them hey yes. my brother Edwin's coming to stay they were like, so oh, gosh. Um, uh, Margaret met, or, or Maggie, Maggie um, uh, you're gonna she, need to give up your room again yeah um, because there's no other place for him to stay yeah. and yeah. it was like Maggie was so mad about it yeah, she, she was like, like what is happening yes. and, and everyone was mad about how, it. Like, how, how, how old is she supposed to be in this I think book? she's supposed to be like maybe 11 or 12. That's what I was thinking because it feels like she's like in like middle school at the yeah, end. Yeah. yeah. 11 or 12? Oh, I was thinking like maybe uh, younger, 9 yeah, or 10. 9 or 10 maybe. Um, so he, but he gets there and he's like, oh, Fanny, I'm, I'm not going to put, make this little girl leave her room. I'm just going to go set up a cot in the cellar. And fine. she's like, well, because like Fanny's appalled, but Fanny Edwin's like, like makes it known that that in front of Edwin that Maggie has to move out of his give, room and give he's up like, her room. Yeah, he's like, yeah. No, I'm not that's kidding. ridiculous. He's like, no, I'll be fine on the cot in the basement. Because he basically says, and Eleanor's like, father, and I'm like, yes. yes. Eleanor's like, wow, what a dream, what a man, <laughs> what a man, what a man, what a man. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we both just need that. <laughs> uh, anyways. So he starts showing his true character, and he's obviously like this this man who is um, just very kind-hearted. Mm-hmm. And he immediately, him and Eleanor just like hit it off so well, and they like immediately just have so much to talk about, and they get along so well in each other's company, and then Eleanor is like smitten right away. Yeah. And it seems like Edwin is too, because he like yes. he seeks out her company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they like and very appropriate like Amish ways. Even like yes. they, they spend hours before the sun rises. Well, they go cows. They, they, they go to cows. Yes. Yeah, they milk <laughs> the cows together, and it's like four a.m. So they're yeah. the only two Which, people out there. Can I say one all thing? These conversations. Um, recently, I've had some awkward encounters online dating, and I will say that I'm going to say this to all the single ladies out there, and just the married women can affirm this: that a man's interested in you, he'll get up at the crack of dawn and help you milk cows. Like, that's don't true. don't settle for men who don't even text you back or act crazy because that's not they don't actually like you. Because here's the thing: you know, yeah. you will know if a man likes you. You're if you're confused, if you're yeah. confused, it's because you don't know and he doesn't like you. Yes. There you go. Anyways. I would agree. As of evidence, affirmed. I would say, yeah, don't settle <laughs> for anyone who doesn't bend over backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to to show you that he's interested. Like if a man to show you he's interested, yes, yes, absolutely. Usually, yes. right? Yes. yes. Like, Eventually, please. he's not always gonna bend over backwards. No. Yeah. Well, Wait, that's life. That's and, called, but it's called pursuing something. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
And if like, and here's the the thing, I'm sure it was inconvenient to wake up at 3 a.m. and milk some cows, but like, if you're interested in someone, you're gonna wanna do everything in your power to spend time with them. Okay, sure. Moving on. Love it, love it. Yes. So, what happens is, um, what is the mom's name in this adaptation? They just call her Mem? Mem, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that it's okay. Just men. <laughs> well, it's Linda or Laura. No, it's not that. Um, so eventually, Mem is like, okay, we can't wait. I cannot. I see this connection forming between Edwin and Eleanor, but we cannot. I cannot stay here anymore. I cannot endure one more day with Fanny in this house. She's and also, I can't even control Marianne anymore. Marianne is like so snappy with her. I never know what they're going to say to each other. She's like, we have to. It's leave. very contentious. So she gets a letter from out of the blue from her cousin. Well, she sent a letter. She sent, did she? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, her cousin Jacob has a cottage that is vacant and he's like, oh need my need repairs though, but he's like, you could come. He's like, my dear cousin, please come. It's in need of repairs, but please come and stay in this cottage, which is vacant with your three lovely daughters. I would love, that's what the family is for. Mm-hmm. Um, so they travel to, so this start, they start in, what are they? Manheim? Manheim, Manheim PA, Manheim. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Outside of Lancaster, it's like in Lancaster Take County. Mm-hmm. Um, and they travel to Quarryville, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. which I looked on the map. It's the southern end of the county. Of Lancaster? Yeah. Okay. It's so, the southern end, so it's like towards like, um, like the Maryland, New Jersey, like okay. it's down okay. that side of it. And I looked up on the map. And it's like a 45-minute drive yes. between Quarryville so, longer and... Longer buggy ride. So if you're driving in a buggy, it's going to probably take you, I don't know, three hours? No, maybe. I think much longer than that. More? Okay. I feel like horses, uh, like, you got to think about it in the sense of, like, if it's one horse, it's not a lot of horsepower. <laughs> what are you it's one, it's one horsepower, right? <laughs> so it's going to take a while. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Guys, That's Odette true. just cracked herself up with that. That's her. That's going to be funnier than it was. She goes, if it's one horse, it's not a lot of horse power. <laughs> and then she just dies. So why don't you keep talking? Okay. Okay. So anyway, so they moved to Quarryville. Um, Into this, Cousin Jacob's cottage. Yes. And it's in bad need of repair. Oh, it's, and it, has, it hasn't been lived it in hasn't a long been lived time. In. It's very dusty. It's really yes. old. Spiders so and before critters. They, and... Well, before they leave, remember. Oh, yes. they leave... Edwin, like, tries, he's like, Eleanor, can I talk, to, I have to talk to you about something. And yes. she's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and he's like, upstairs in your room getting a suitcase. So it's like yeah. just the two of them. And then something happens, they get No, interrupted. then Marianne is like, come down here, Eleanor. Exactly. Classic sister move. Like, now's not the time, sis. I'm trying to find out info about the guy. Like, <laughs> Anyway, so they don't get to connect. And then basically he, he makes a promise and he's like, I'll come and visit you guys. In and two weeks. Like, he's like, if not sooner. And she's oh, like, yeah. okay. She's like, all right. Okay, and then and like, this is where Fanny is, is like, does him. this whole thing where, like, she doesn't let the mom, basically, they can take almost nothing else. This oh. antique sewing machine that's been in the oh, family for years, years, where she's just like, oh, that stays with the house. That stays with the house. Oh, it's from John's side of the family. That stays with the house. All this ridiculous Which stuff. Which is exactly what Fanny does in the, mm. in Sense and Sensibility mm-hmm. of the novel. Like, remember, they can't, all the silver. And oh, you like won't need this. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. <clears throat> yes. So, they get to Quarryville. They spend some time. They're all, they're all depressed. I mean, their dad sure. slash husband died. Like, they're all depressed and dealing with it. Um, so, they fix up the house kind of like throw themselves into that mm-hmm. that work and they make several acquaintances so let's talk about all the acquaintances they make yes. first of course 
Cousin Jacob. Cousin Jacob and his mother-in-law, Widow Jennings. <laughs> she seems like a delightful character. Widow I would love to Jennings. Her. Widow Jennings. Uh, uh, Mrs. Jennings is my favorite character in a big part of Austin. I was about to say, she's one she's of my favorite Austin fabulous. characters. fabulous. She is such a hoot. She is like... She is the epitome, like the definition of a character. Mm-hmm. Like She is a caricature and she's fabulously written and I love her in every adaptation. Oh, I know. Yes. That's one of yes. my, my, my favorite things is to see what her character kind of looks like and I always wondered if there was someone in Jane Austen's life that was like that and that's why she like wrote that character because it would seems not, like oh, oh, I would such not be surprised. That a was, colorful that was like, Jane's MO. She was like a people watcher and she so she many of her characters her were drawn life. from people that she knew. I love that. And you, I mean you hear about that in her letters like if you read her yes. letters to her sister oh, she'll yeah. talk about some of the people and you're like I bet that was that person like you can tell yeah. someone you're like that person was inspiration for this character so right away they get invited to come have dinner at mm-hmm. the big house mm-hmm. uh, uh, cousin Jacob's house yes um, his wife is if you know you know she's yeah. just like this whatever doesn't say anything they have like four kids she's very quiet and she's pregnant well she probably the, doesn't get a word in and she's with Jacob and Widow Jennings and she's very much younger like Widow Jennings and Jacob are the same age yes <laughs> like, so her it's weird so it's a or her mother and her husband are the same age yes. she looks like she's like clearly in like her early 20s and he's probably what in his late 40s yeah. probably yeah. yeah sure um early 50s um but yeah so they're they go to visit they're like have dinner with us in fact have dinner with us every night yeah. until you get settled yeah because they have no money they're so, so they kind understand. they're yeah. so kind no. but they're so hilarious <laughs> um so they go and they're like oh also who's going to be at dinner is our one our bishop our bishop the, the town bishop the ta- and our and our co- good friend community's bishop our good friend christian beckler who's also like very wealthy AKA and has Colonel like a, a, mm-hmm. a, a harness making I, shop instead of hassle it's like no it's a harness <laughs> yes harness, harness making because he's shop. Like, yeah and it's like worldwide known he's like oh very, yeah like, he like has like clients in europe they say mm-hmm. like so he's mm-hmm. he's very well off he's a little bit older and he's never married Right. Yes. Bachelor, he's probably like late 30s, early 40s. Bachelor, Bachelor? Bachelor, Bachelor. Oh Whoa. my gosh. Wow. Why did we not think of this before? That's I love it because good. when he first comes in to the to Cousin Jacob's house, when they're like all sitting around for dinner and they, they first see him and like it's Ellen, most, mostly this dialogue is Eleanor's thoughts, mm-hmm. but it is all Eleanor's thoughts. Yeah, I think it's all yeah. Eleanor's thoughts. Yeah. It's all Eleanor's perspective. But she's like, <clears throat> I noticed his, I noticed his, I can't remember how she says it, but like, like his his very his very noticeable unbearded face. Yes. Because in the Amish community, yeah, once you get married, time, yeah, yes. you grow out a beard. You grow a that. beard. Um, yeah, you that was one of your research things. Yes, yeah. I feel like that's actually very convenient. Like, can you imagine just knowing whether someone's married or not based on their facial hair? That would be great. I and also like based of like hunting for a wedding ring or something. Oh yeah, and a tan line. Watch out for a tan line. And, and sometimes, sometimes people don't like look. I don't. I don't have my rings on today. Like sometimes people don't wear their rings. Well, yeah. That's sometimes true. like especially guys, if their job is like I mean, exactly. there's different kind of, like silicone and like ceramic and stuff because yeah, if they yeah. work with like some materials, it's like tungsten. Yeah, they'd have to. Yeah. So, anyways, but she talks about like how who's clearly an older man, like not that much, but a mature man. And it's like, oh, wow. Oh, here we go. It's, I'm sorry. Oh, his it. dark hair framed his face, a handsome face in Eleanor's opinion that was too obviously lacking the mustacheless beard that all married Amish men wore. Too obviously lacking. There was that. Was too obviously lacking. <laughs> there you go. So probably not common to see a man who is that older old yeah. and who doesn't have a beard because he's not right. married. Um, so anyways, but he, Colonel Brandon, if you know, Christian Beckler, uh-huh. if you know, you know, it's Colonel Rand. Yes. Um, great character. Anyway, so we meet him. He's, uh, of course, uh, 
Immediately straight smitten away, with Marianne. Smitten like, with Marianne. Straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think within the first meal. Like oh, after it the is meal. the first meal. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right away. And she could pay him no. no it says mind. his eyes, so dark and flashing, seemed to linger just for a second on Marianne, especially when she slid over to to permit him more room to sit next to her. There you go. Immediately, waboom. There it That's is. That's what they call love at first sight. Who's this cutie? Basically. Who dis cutie? Subtext. Wink, wink. Who dis cutie? Who dis cutie? <laughs> Honestly, that's if you're single, that's what you want a handsome stranger to think about you. Beardless or no? Well, well I mean, you yeah. want a beardless in this, in this, in this situation. situation. Beardless, please. In the English world, dealer's that's choice. Dealer's choice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so the next person we meet is the girls. So the girls are going home. They get out. They're starting to get acclimated to their new life. They have to make money somehow, so oh, Eleanor yeah, yeah. has this idea to start taking on sewing yes. projects for Englishers, mm-hmm. um, especially since smart. it's like wedding season yeah. and people want like bridesmaid dresses and mm-hmm. wedding gown alterations. So they start making some pretty good like side money because yeah. they have mm-hmm. like nothing to live on. Yes, and they like they don't they don't have no, like so they have no way anything. to like yeah. So they're really concerned about like stocking up food for the winter. How are they yeah, going to do how all are we this? Survive? So Eleanor's like, let's take on some sewing projects so the th- so they're making and some they, money. And they specifically says something about how they brought a sewing machine with them. Right. Yes. Um, so you get the idea that they are very um, adept seamstresses. Yes. Um, well, they make all their own clothes. So. Well, yeah, but like even more. That's. Right. I think not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone does, but like mm-hmm. they, they enjoy it right, also. Yes, like yes, Eleanor yes. and her mom specifically are very good seamstresses and enjoy it, and it's something that they do well. They don't so. mind spending time doing it. Right. Marianne, that's a different story. She doesn't sure. like doing it. She wants to garden. That's fair. But, um, so the next person we meet is John Willis. Okay, Willoughby, if you know, you know. Um, well, it's because it's for every character. If you know, you know. Um, John Willis, because Marianne goes for a walk. Goes it's for a walk. It's going to rain with Maggie. with Maggie. It's going to rain. Marianne protests. It's not going to rain. She always says that, and then and it, it always, always does. does. Is there yes. any felicity in the world superior to this? Uh, um, just kidding. That's not in this adaptation. Um, but anyway, so they go. She it, gets torrential downpour. In this oh, adaptation, yeah. she gets kicked in the knee by her horse. I thought I was about or to say. Or by a horse. I was about to say. I have a horse. She runs into a cow. <laughs> what? That's a very different situation. She does not run into a cow. She, she, gets, gets, knee, she gets kicked in the knee by a horse. That's accurate. That is accurate. Well, and that then, said. Um, and John Willis sees it happen. And comes, comes to her rescue, mm-hmm. takes her home, sweeps her up. He picks her up as though she weighed nothing at all. No more than a dried leaf. No more than a And then carries her, carries her back home. to the cottage. She fell down. She fell down and he's carrying her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maggie runs ahead, tells them all about it. And then Marianne is clear. So they, like, get her all dried off and all this stuff. Marianne is swoony for Willis. Oh my gosh! She's yeah. like, Look he's at also swoony for her. It seems. Oh yeah! Oh. Immediately, he's yes, like, I, I will report back tomorrow to check in on the patient. Mm-hmm. So he yes. does that. He comes back the next and then day. He quotes Marianne Song of Solomon so in her ears. They have this. They have this eye roll emoji. The most interchange of him reading to her because if you know the original story goes that they both are interested in poetry. Willoughby and Marianne read yes. poetry together. Shakespeare sonnets. So in, sh- yes, Shakespeare sonnets. Um, <laughs> So, so of course in this, one, in this one, it's, it's the song. song of Solomon. All right, Woo! Ew, that, that gets weird. It gets it gets weird. It gets real. <laughs> I'm about Steve. Listen, but it listen, gets listen. Weird. Okay, I'm gonna read this out loud because I read this out loud to Battle when I was reading it because it made me laugh so hard. Okay. Um. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But I shall return, Marianne. Saturday, if not sooner, you will be waiting here, yeah? Mayhaps tomorrow, Willis. We've had such a good visit. I cannot believe that we share so many favorite verses. 
He wasted no time to lower his voice and let his eyelids droop as he recited one last scripture from the Song of Solomon. Stop. My beloved speaks to me and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. And he, like, continues the whole thing. And then she says, Just woundbar, Marianne whispered, staring at Willis with a starry-eyed look on her face that was unmistakable, even from where Eleanor stood. You recite with such passion and confidence. Oh, Listen, can I just say for the record, if you are a single woman who gets kicked by a horse or any injury, <laughs> injury ails you, and, and you get picked up by a strong man, and this is he, a very—I mean, if this happens, and to then you, he quotes Song of Solomon. I mean, I, I don't I, even, I'm not going to blame you for being no. sweet. No, that's what I'm saying. Like that. We we get it. We, we get it. We we get, get it. it. We would also probably be looking up the story eyes. So, story anyways, eyes. he he leaves because Christian Beckler comes in. That's the next day. But this we were talking about the next day. This was the first day. No. He starts off strong. Yeah. You're right. It was it was. You're right. It's the next like, day. Don't test. He leaves. You're don't, right. I'm sorry. Don't test. Don't like, test. How dare you? How um, dare you? But you're right. Christian Beckler comes in also to check on her, and she's and like, she's like Christian who? Who? <laughs> Bachelor Bechtel? Oh, well. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Um, she literally, and Eleanor's like mortified, like, she speaks so This is rude. our bishop. This is our bishop. This is the bish. Like, whoa. <laughs> Too far. No, that's a quote from New Girl. Oh, Winnie okay. the bish. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Madeline, for helping me. Morgan was just like, whoa, girl. <laughs> I was like, because there's down. a character, guys, there's a character, if you don't know, there's a character in the show, New Girl, named. Winston, Winston Bishop. Bishop. And he wants to call himself the Bishop at one point. <laughs> and sometimes they call him Winnie the Bish. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's a great character. He's a fantastic character. He's very funny. Um, anyways, digressing. So, not Christian fiction, though, for the record. That's not Christian fiction at all. But it is a really funny TV show, if you're mm-hmm. into stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which I am. L.O. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Wow. You okay? okay, so Christian Beckler, she's like, whatever. She's not about she's it. She's like, whatever. Um, yeah, she doesn't care. So she's kind of rude to him, um, and Eleanor's mad about it. Yes. Um, so because she's not just like rude big... to him because he's showing her affection. She's just rude to him in general. Right. Because yeah. well, because she knows that he's interested in her, and she's trying to like, I'm not interested in you, so I'm not yes. going to even give you the time of day. Because it's obvious that he's interested in her. Like everybody knows it. Right. Like he's not. He's not. And Marianne, like this. So this is their second interaction. Marianne has basically decided that she and Willis are getting married. She's like, Oh, I'm oh, marrying yeah. this man. Like, this is serious. And Eleanor's like, Marianne, you just met him yesterday. Literally. Yesterday. Like, literally like, yesterday. You know, just like nothing, a joke. Like, you, you met know him yesterday. You nothing about and him. Marianne's yes. like, you just don't understand. Like, we have a soul connection. We have a connection. He already quoted Song of Solomon to me twice. So. We have the same favorite With voice. passion. Well, what was it? Passion and confidence. And confidence. So. With you, if, honestly, if you're going to Quote Song of Solomon to a woman, do it with passion. You really, well. you should do it with passion. You don't timidly say that, those words. There's, there's, there's no other way to quote it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. so the next few things that happen. Um, he visits regularly. He visits he regularly. Visit. Um, and basically brings over the, is, is courting her because he's using the traditional mm-hmm. open-topped Amish courting buggy. Yes. So that lets everybody in the community know that they are courting. And if, if, even if he hadn't, though, their um, behavior toward each other is very obvious. Yes. And so everybody would know. Yeah. And like we said, I think in the previous episode, um, I think it was some of my dad's research about, like, courting in the Amish community is a very, like, secret thing. 
Yes. And you, oftentimes, like, people don't even know that a couple is courting until they have announced their engagement. Yeah. And so for Marianne and Willis to be, like, this obvious, like, people are already gossiping and talking about it. Like, wow. Like, it's out of um, out of character for, like, an uh, Amish couple to be doing mm-hmm. this. <clears throat> um, so then you have the, the picnic. The picnic nice. at Delaford. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Beckler invites everyone for a picnic. It's not the Christian picnic at Delaford, but point, it's at Christian Beckler's farm. He pointedly invites Willis as well so that Marianne will be happy about going. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's really excited because it's gonna a bunch of people are going to be there. It's like this, it'll be a fun event. Um, but oh yeah, gosh. everyone's yeah. excited. Oh boy. Okay. We got to trudge through. We got to hustle along. Okay. So at the picnic, um, somebody brings him a letter. And he gets called away Christian Beckler has to run off. Everyone's like, what? Where are you going? He's, He's like, like, I've, I've got to go. go now. I can't waste a moment. I've got to leave. Mm-hmm. So he leaves. Whatever. Willis shows up, takes Marianne out in his courting buggy. We mm-hmm. find out soon afterwards. Soon afterwards, where they because they were gone, they were supposed to go to a youth service later they that night. They didn't go to the youth they service. Didn't go to the youth they didn't service. show up at the youth service. Willis was showing her the farm that he was to inherit by and themselves. By themselves, the house. they were in the house. Talk about those according to widow, According to Widow Jennings, they were in the house and alone. If there's not a reliable source, if there's a reliable source, it's got to <laughs> be Widow Jennings. <laughs> what, can, what do you think she is reliable? Well, I well. mean. Yeah, I do. I, I understand, what you, part, I understand yes. what you meant. I don't think you said it the right way. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. She's I a reliable source of rumors. Yes. Right. Exactly. If there's anyone we can trust with a rumor. There we go. It's Widow, Widow Jennings. Jennings. Exactly. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, Widow <laughs> Jennings gives, um, gives Eleanor some unsolicited information about Christian's past, about yes. why he ran off. Um, because kind of supposedly some, he has a daughter. A legitimate daughter. She called him. With an English. She, yeah, she called it his daughter. Yes. Um, we found out later. It is not, not his daughter. Um, but niece. that's so it's, but it's... Yes. Um, it's, it's not really but, but, any relationship, so, but he treats her yeah. as a niece. <clears throat> so then that happens. Is the next thing... Oh, it the, is his niece. Yeah, it's his niece. It's his niece. It's his niece. It is his niece, yeah. Anyways, keep going. Was the next thing that happens... Oh, the next thing that happens is... Is Willis. Because Willis they, and, he not requests, the, and not the other visitor. Yes, as well. You're right. He requests and, to uh, private audience with Marianne. She stays behind from church. They all go to service. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> is doing her eyes so weird, and it's the freakiest thing. And I can't focus on. Anything I'm sorry. Else. Don't look at me. Can you just look? <laughs> I'm look at the sorry. Record, the phone okay. we're recording. On. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> so he, so everyone's expecting it to be right. a proposal. I mean, a proposal. Cause they've been going steady, if you know what I mean. Yes, we do. We do. <laughs> and so, anyway, so they come back from church thinking, Mary oh my gosh, she's going to be sobbing. Yeah, she's literally weeping. Willis is standing there so awkwardly and uncomfortably. They try to ask him what's going on. He's like, well, I have to leave town. They're like, Why you should have to leave I town? myself any further? And he, and then he marches And away. he leaves the house. And so then they try to talk to Marianne. Marianne is a blubbering mess. Cannot be consoled. Will not tell them what's going on. Absolutely. So really everyone is confused it, about what's happening. Confused. All um, they have is this very vague story from Willis, and who's like, I have to leave right away. Yeah. Yes. So then, um, oh, there's Ed, Edwin comes to visit. Yes. Oh, that's right. He does come to because visit. it cheers Marianne up a little bit. Yes. I don't remember what the context of why he came to visit. Because this he is promised the two weeks. he was because he promised to. he would. This, is, this right. all happens in the first two weeks of the movie. Edwin comes to visit. Girl. He acts yeah. kind of like cold and standoffish. Standoffish Weird, and like something's yeah. wrong towards Eleanor, and he leaves, and she's kind of she just. L- l- 
she's feeling very disappointed. Like, and oh, she's I'm, also very spoony towards him. I must have yeah. misinterpreted yes. how he felt. Maybe he doesn't. I guess he doesn't have any feelings towards me. It's kind of how she, she mm-hmm. feels when he leaves. Mm-hmm. And then they go to... They go to... What is that town they go to? Honeybrook. Back Honeybrook. Honey, yes. But it's back like where they used to live. Closer, Closer to where Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's very close to ne- Narva. Narva. It's Narvin. It's Narvin? Yes. Okay, she knows how to say it. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's close to Narvin, which is where Edwin's farm that he's going to inherit you mean, is. You mean Willis's farm. Willis's yes, farm. Yes. Sorry. Yes. yes, I did mean that. <clears throat> um, so Marianne gets super excited to go. She's like, she's let's like, go. And isn't there going to be a big bake sale there? Isn't there a big bake sale? That's why they're going. But they're going for a big bake sale. A firehouse like, fundraiser. Honey Creek. Honeybrook. Mm-hmm. Honeybrook. Mm-hmm. Honey Mill? No, it's Honeybrook. Something with a K in it. Ah, Honeybrook. Honeybrook. It's yes, not it's a real place. It's a real place. Okay. I mean, it's I believe place. you. I looked all of all of these places are real. I looked them all up. Okay, <laughs> I was like, oh so yeah, that's real. they that's go real. there. What happens there though is they do encounter Willis at the base. Is, is this before or after? Remember the other characters that show up? Lydia. Oh my gosh. That's is that before Lydia. or after? You know what? Somebody else can talk about that. Okay, so, oh, so when okay. they when they get to isn't it when they get to Honeybrook. Yep. Um, it wasn't it oh, before yes, they go to Honeybrook because no, they no, think no, because no. remember it's at Charlotte's house. It's oh. Charlotte's mm-hmm. widow Jennings' daughter Charlotte. Charlotte and her husband Mr. Palmer. We don't know what his is, name in this adaptation. Oh, okay. But so, it is the but Mr. Palmer. Mr. Palmer. So Charlotte has friends that are visiting. I can't remember how they're friends, but it's Lydia and her sister Annie. I think Doesn't in this matter. version. Yes, Lydia Steals. immediately gloms onto Eleanor. And it's, Eleanor's just like, okay, whatever. That's but true. she gloms onto her. And you find out she like keeps like trying to get her in this like private conversation. And she finally Finally succeeds. she does. And um, so she basically what you find out is Eleanor is like Oh, she tells Eleanor, like, oh my gosh, you know the Fisher family. Are you acquainted with the Fisher family? She's like, well, you Fanny, know, is, Fanny my is my sister in law. Do you know their mother? She says, I never met the mother. Uh-huh. She goes, well, I'm really, I'm trying to find out anything I can about their mother because I'm actually, like, secretly very secretly engaged, engaged to, to Mr. Fisher. And Eleanor's um, like, oh, to Roy, Roy, Fisher? Roy Fisher. I've never met Roy Fisher. She goes, oh no, I've never met Roy. I'm secretly engaged to Edwin Fisher. <gasps> And Eleanor's like, what? Uh, but or, it's that thing where like it's that like it's like that dolly shot in a movie yes, where they like pull out really yes. quick and she's like, what? Yeah, exactly. But so like downplay if you know, it for that, yeah. Yes. Um, so Eleanor is shook by this, but like holds it together amazingly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. And and honestly, the whole time Lydia is kind of like assessing Eleanor. Like oh, she's assessing super her face. Sus. She's, she's super. It's, so sus. you're like, super does sus. she know about Edwin and Eleanor's thing? Has she heard rumors about this? Is that what she's saying? It like you as the reader are wondering all of this. So anyway, so they go to this bake sale, and unfortunately, Eleanor has to interact with Lydia the entire time they're in Honeybrook. It is unfortunate because they're constantly there, and Lydia's acting like they're BFFs. And she's literally, like, me and Eleanor, and, and Eleanor just had her so heart broken. And so Eleanor every time is she has devastated. To see Lydia, mm-hmm. it's like her heart has to break all over again because yes, she knows her. Really she knows a- she had all these feelings for Edwin, and now. She's and part of the reason why um, it was just Marianne and Eleanor who went to Honeybrook was that uh, uh, Marianne thought it would be That's a good right. way for her to see. Willis again. Right. Uh-huh. So, so she does they, see him. They do encounter him at the firehouse bake yes. sale. 
Fun Marianne reason. goes up to Willis and is immediately like, well, you know, Willis. She didn't write letters or anything. And then he looks at her and acts so cold towards and her. And he's with another woman. He's with another woman. And so he's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And she, he's like, she's like, didn't you receive my letter? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't receive anything from you. And, and then like turns and walks and turns away. and then like immediately goes and this other woman kind of like puts her hand on his arm so you know that he's with this other woman and Marianne is shook to her core and Eleanor same as Eleanor like but unlike Eleanor Marianne can't even stand up anymore right. she is like she about faints. to pass and guess out. who's also there Christian Beckler Bachelor Beckler Beckler Bachelor Beckler is there and he oh, carries also, her of course of course he does so basically. They go back to Quarryville, mm-hmm. and Marianne is deep in the morning. depths of despair. Oh boy! Mm. And so mm. she like deep, deep she like won't eat. She's not doing well. Um, for it's like a week, isn't she it? Decides yeah. to go on a walk. Finally, like she kind of rouses herself up from her bed. But before that happens, oh. while they're in while they're in Honeybrook, okay, Eleanor um, is on the porch, talks, and Christian comes. Eleanor talks to Bachelor Beckler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tells her. Oh, I thought it was something else that she was talking about. Um, <laughs> he's like, hey, I have, to, I have to tell you something about Willis. Yes. All right. And he spills the, the tea. tea. Yeah. The, the steaming, piping hot, burnt, scald your skin tea. <laughs> Spilled everywhere. He tells her, like, hey, remember that letter I got at the Delaford picnic? Whatever. At the picnic? Mm-hmm. Um, it was... This woman, who I'm sure you've heard Widow Jennings talk about, this woman that I was in love with. Well, anyways, she ran off. She was very much with like Mary With my brother, yeah. had a kid out of wedlock. Then they both died. And I've been, I've been taking care, care of this child, my niece. Anyways, I she went missing. I got word where she was, and I found her on the day of the picnic. So of course I had to leave right away. I found her. She was with child. And, and the, the scoundrel. And the scoundrel. <laughs> who the father is. is who left her in such a state was. And she's 15. John Willis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's 15. I mean, she's 15. Right. So, 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 ooh, content warning. Yeah, that's some content trigger warning. warning. That's really, that's all they that's say all about they it. That's all they say. They don't but, say anything else. But yes. Uh, although we probably should have said that in the beginning. We should have said that. that. There is some, that's statutory rape. Correct. Because I had asked about that at the beginning. Yes. I was like, there's a content warning here. And we forgot to say anything about it. Um. Anyways, mm-hmm. so Eleanor's like reeling. Mm-hmm. They go home. She decides I'm not going to tell Marianne because what she's I already broken hearted. Like, and this yeah. would just this would ruin. I mean, she yeah. can't even get out of bed. This would ruin her. So, anyways, yeah. a week goes by. Eleanor's um, Marianne's a disaster. She decides to take a walk. It no, starts having a horrible yes. thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. They can't well, and they're they're just so grateful that she's gotten out of bed that yes. they encourage. They're like, like, oh yeah, go, go, for, a go walk. for a walk. Great. Isn't is Christian also coming at? Kind of this point too, pretty regularly. He's been coming pretty regularly to, to periodically to check, check on her. Yeah, to yes. check on her. Yes. And yes. Saul had so this thing she was in, in when yes. he, and, and he actually helped her them get home because he called a car yes. and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. He comes over for one of his weekly visits. It's mm-hmm. pouring rain. Yes. He's like, "Where's Marianne? She's she out in this?" He like runs, finds her, mm-hmm. brings her back to the house. Um, it's this very dramatic moment. She gets sick. She's sick for about like a week, uh-huh. um, and, and he Christian, comes like every, every day, single day. And he sits in her room. Mm-hmm. He reads the Bible, including Song of Solomon. And he he like slowly nurses her back to health. Like she mm-hmm. finally 
Like she has, it's really this beautiful moment on the page mm-hmm. where she like recognizes who he is and what he did, and that what he, he say, and yeah, exactly. Um, and she like finally starts eating again, and so he's really yeah. instrumental in her physical healing, emotional, emotional. healing, yeah, probably spiritual healing as yes, well. Eleanor sure. says she's like, could we add to that spiritual healing? Yeah. Probably, we probably could. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Beckler just is healing my sister yeah. in every way. In the meanwhile, while th- this is happening, um. Cousin Jacob comes over and basically tells them, I have some news. Did you know that um, Edwin is getting married to Lydia and the wedding's in two weeks? Yes. And that's the first time. So Eleanor, of course, has she's all of this. this. She's not all of this, but he says it and everybody hears. And everybody basically like, huh? Looks at Eleanor like, what? And Eleanor's just not shocked. She's just like, oh, well, we're very happy for them. I, yep. Mm-hmm. And so then, of course, everyone questions her about this, blah, 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 blah. Eleanor, why aren't you more upset? And Eleanor's like, I've known about this. And then Marianne is, like, you've shocked. Like, this? you've known about this? Yes. Um, and then Eleanor kind of has to deal with the fact that now it's out in the open and everybody's looking at her. Because she's been silently she's suffering. She's been silently like, suffering. heartbroken. For, but then for that's, like, a whole other level, too. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so then but, Morgan, tell us about what happens. Um. With their, like, nighttime visitor. Will you tell us? <laughs> their nighttime visitor? Yeah. Willis? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I was I like... you were trying to be coy, and you were like, no, I'm just going to Because Morgan's face Sorry. was, like, blank. <laughs> I was thinking of a mouse. That's what I was oh, thinking of. Was like, so, anyways, I didn't remember that it happened at nighttime. So, um, yeah, long and the short of it, Willis comes to their house. And Eleanor basically goes outside. They've heard news of him. It hasn't technically been solidified for sure that he's been shunned yet, but they think he's going to be well, shunned. Well, he also got married. Yeah, to the right. He got married, and then well, all of this stuff came yes, out. Like yes. we like we know from the previous book in this um, mm-hmm. theme is like the shunning. There's like a trial period of six weeks. Yes. And, you, mm-hmm. and it like right. Yeah. So he's like in that. Like, he's trial. in the trial period. So anyway, so he comes to the house to check on Marianne, and Eleanor. It's like, don't come on this property. She goes, what are you doing here? And he's like, I need to check on Marianne. He kind of, he's like, can I just explain myself? And she does let him explain, but he explains and it's the exact, he was like, well, I was in love with her, but I had to marry someone with the farm because I was going to get, and she's like, this is not a good explanation. Basically what you're telling me is that you're a bad person and you did all the things that you said you were going to do. And so now I should just feel sorry for you because you don't get to be with my sister. No. And he's like, but don't worry. He's like, just so you know, I'm really unhappy. So like, is there any way I can still see Marianne? She's like, she's like, absolutely not. You need to leave. You can leave. You can leave. You're going to, I'm going to stop you from talking to my sister. Um, so then, Marianne's getting better. Her and Christian's um, budding relationship. It's, it's really blossoming. The Song of Songs be flowing. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's reading to her from the with, Song of Songs. With passion and confidence. In the living room, because now it's not appropriate. He's in her room. Yeah, because she's, she's recovering well. Um, and so he has heard, uh, he pulls Eleanor to the side and talks to her about the plight the plight of um, Edwin Fisher. And he's like, I heard about this. I think it's actually quite honorable that he's keeping his promise to this woman. Despite the fact that he's going to be disinherited. Right. Like all of this stuff. Once his family found out, they were like, we don't know this girl from Adam. Like we don't want our family farm going to this to to nobody. Yeah. To the woman that probably can't even help you. So no, we're going to give the farm to your younger brother and he's like homeless. Yes. So, um, 
Christian has this property that he had tenants on, they're moving away, and so now it's gonna stand vacant. So he goes to Eleanor and he asks her, he said, Eleanor, can you write to, <laughs> can you write to Edwin and explain this situation to him and tell him that he and his new wife, Lydia, are welcome to come live on this property, just, AKA be in their, like, community. So, be in their community. I just feel like this information would be better coming from a friend. Yes, and know. so Eleanor, says yes because she's such a good person and she's devastated she spends days crafting this letter she's trying to find the right thing to say so finally she writes it the letter is written in the book it's really well done she writes this letter and mails it and is like walking away she's like okay like it's done then, i need to step back in the in the final chapter of the book <laughs> edwin shows up they receive a visitor they think it's christian coming for his daily visit it's not because at this point him and marianne are already they're engaged. engaged they're planning their mm -hmm. wedding yes um it's edwin it's edwin up. And so there's this hilarious, awkward exchange where everybody's just standing there. It's like, hey, Edwin. He goes, hey. Oh, um, well, how was the wedding? He goes, oh, yeah. You know, it was pretty good. How's Her, Lydia? Had a, he has a hard I time getting up for chores fine. the next day. And everyone's just sitting there like, oh. And it's so awkward. And Eleanor's like, I'm dying inside. And then so then they're and like, then he literally how's says, Lydia? And he goes, well, I think she's doing good. I think pretty good. And yeah. everyone goes, you think? You think? And so then basically it comes out that he didn't marry Lydia. Roy Lydia wanted the minute. farm. Yeah. So at the last minute, she married Roy. Edwin is as free as a bird. And his family was like, you know what? Uh, you can have the farm because this is the last son. So it's like, sure, yeah. you can keep the farm. So she clearly um, wanted the farm more than she wanted right. Edwin. Um, so, so basically, yeah. there's this beautiful moment where it's Eleanor like it's so well done. We don't have time to like go into no, it, but it's but really, it's really, really well good. Done. Eleanor's like, so you, you aren't, married. you're not married, and, <laughs> and she goes, starts crying, and then and she, she just all of the emotions all that emotions she's held in, pent up for months, come out, oh. and it's a beautiful interchange. Mm -hmm. Mem and Marianne and Maggie are <laughs> quickly out of the house. Leave the like, house. We're gonna leave this house, and he just says that he explains like, hey, mm -hmm. like Lydia forced herself on me essentially like we it was like during rum and, and he said i'd forgotten about it i had it. forgotten because like, he said that was like a casual thing. thing like maybe we should get married someday and she was like mm -hmm. oh this is happening and then came to him in, and during held him to that like after the two weeks that like they flighty yes, conversation that they of had a 16 year old yeah um and so she, she proposes he was like but now i'm free to choose and my choice is and always will be you Eleanor. And then the epilogue is very sweet where uh, Marianne's pregnant with twins and uh, Eleanor's about to go tell Edwin that she's pregnant. And it's lovely. Mm -hmm. And Morgan, do please read us something from Sex and Sibility. You look like you're about to read us something. Oh, I wasn't. Oh! oh. oh. I was looking for something else, oh, okay. and now you called me out. Sorry. Um, but here, Sorry, I, can, just I can't. I'm really excited. Because you're going to no, read no, no. the ending of Sense of Sensibility. Do you, I mean, I, I can read a little something. Yes, please um, do. I'm, I'm this right about there. The this is not the ending. This is not. No, no, no. Jane Austen's work. So, um. Because uh, now we're see. all going to go home and watch it. I know. I know. Obviously. Okay. So, um. Let's see. His errand at Barton, in fact, was a simple one. It was only to ask Eleanor to marry him. And considering that he was not altogether inexperienced in such a question, it might be strange that he should feel so uncomfortable in the present case, as he really did so much in need of encouragement and fresh air. And then it says, Stop. His heart was now open to Eleanor. All its weaknesses, all its errors, confessed, and his first boyish attachment to Lucy treated with all the philosophic dignity of 24. <laughs> um, That's beautiful. 
Jane Austen is such a way with words. Yeah. And then, hold on, one more little thing. Uh... <laughs> this is lovely. What a cherry on top to this book. Um, okay, maybe not. Now I can't find what I was looking for. But anyway, so, so... So there you go. It's delightful. So there was the Amish retelling of Jane Austen's classic, Sense and Sensibility. Yes. Everybody gets with... If you know... Whoever you know. Now you to. do know. <laughs> and you do know. Exactly. Uh, all right, you're welcome. Okay, okay so... Uh, so... Morgan's Random Rabbit Trails. Morgan's Random Rabbit Trails are... If you tuned into our last episode, you know that we tried... Chow Chow. Chow Chow. And which I liked. Ooh, Nobody else liked. Because um, I like me some dill pickles, not some sweet pickles. I love sweet it pickles. Was very, I like, thought it was great. It was pickled, but very sweet. Um, so sweet in this one, they talked about a lot of baked goods, which actually one of the places that I went had these really delectable looking um, homemade sweet rolls. I should have. Oh, man. I, what? I, Why I, would you tell us with this? You could just not tell us. Tell us. Because I had my kids with me and one of my kids can't have gluten. So oh, I didn't want to buy yeah. sweet rolls. Anyways, a whole thing. So, but okay, something now that I feel they, bad pointing out. <laughs> something that they do talk about. Again, I've got my little glasses here, so excuse the dishes clinking. Um, uh, was meadow tea? They mentioned it a couple of different times, and a place near me sells homemade meadow tea. It was made on the premises of the place that I bought it. Do you think they make it out in the sun? Probably, because meadow tea is like mint leaves, yes, and water and sugar. That's what meadow tea is. So it's like a, it's not even really tea. So this is like an uncaffeinated little tea thing. So it's meadow tea. Um, I think it is delicious. I've had meadow tea before. People make it out in the sun. It's yeah. also called sun tea sometimes. Sun tea. Yeah. Sun tea. All right. All right. All right. Cheers, ladies. All right, cheers. Ooh, it smells delicious. Unlike the chow chow. <laughs> this is good. Wow. It is very it's sweet. It's very sweet. Wow. That's syrup. That's good, though. It's so sweet. Mm. I think it's delicious, Woo! but it is very the, sweet. The sweet thing. So. The, the tea, like the peppermint, this tastes like spearmint. It's tea spearmint, too, for sure. Yeah. That, it's, it's, the tea leaves taste amazing, but it's so sweet. It could that. do with a bit less sugar, but I like it a lot. Yeah. It's got very good flavor. Wow. My children loved it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I am I sure. What's they were just love? like... <sighs> um, but yeah, so that that is the only, I think... Random the only trail. random rabbit trail that this I have. This was very tasty, so thank you all. Tasty random you're rabbit You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like now you're going to have to bring food for most of you random rabbit trails. Oh dear. <laughs> no, um, okay, so then, of course, it's time for Odette's Relevant Research. No, nice. It's a little bit... <laughs> that was pretty good. It, it has a lot of tape on it yeah. from the library. Mine, so mine's a little floppy. Yeah, see? Mine. Yeah, that's okay. Um, okay, so um, I did a couple of uh, bits of research for this. The first one is during the um, scene where there's the lightning storm mm -hmm. that Christian goes out to find at Maryam. Yes. They mention the fact that you can count and figure out how close the lightning is. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I was wondering, is that true? Because when I was a kid, that we did that too. I grew up in a the country, by no means Amish, but there was parts of this that I feel like we didn't really watch television. We like there are there are elements of like the the part of kind of staying isolated from the world um that i could relate to and understand as, yeah in a, in a small portion but anyway so um this is what it says so from the weather www.weather.gov understanding lightning if you count the number of seconds between the flash of lightning and the sound of thunder and then divide by five you'll get the distance in miles to the lightning so oh, okay. five seconds one mile 15 seconds three miles oh. zero seconds very close so, so safety right. for you. So if you're ever nervous and you're like, I don't know how close it is. Also, I will say now weather apps usually 
um, can tell you if the lightning is close. But just just kind of an old-fashioned, but I feel like very useful, especially if you're driving and you're like, ooh, is the lightning close? Well, now you know. But aren't you safest in a car in a lightning storm anyways? Uh, well, there's something about um, the rubber on the rubber. tires grounds. Yeah, it's grounds like a, it's and not, if you though, it's not a conduit gets, of electricity. Yeah. If your car does get struck by lightning, though, you are supposed to jump out of the car without touching the metal at all. Right, because right. metal is a huge conduit, but right. the rubber. Um, it's very unusual to get struck by lightning in a car. Yeah. In general, I mean it's right, uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. In general, in general, it's not um, right. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, the idea that both of these books were set, and I don't think this was an intentional choice whatsoever, in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Obviously, well, most it wasn't of, an intentional choice on our part. Yes, you mean? that's what Correct. I mean. Yes, Correct. yes, yes. We didn't choose. Oh, we want Lancaster County Amish books specifically, but it right. was not hard to find these, and right. <laughs> they seemed like two stories that we wanted to read. So, yeah. Um, I did a little research. There's a website called Discover Lancaster, which if you are wanting to find out about information regarding a tour of Lancaster and all the Amish goodness, as well as other things about the city um, that aren't in the county, um, you can go to this website. But anyways, um, they have, um, kind of, because I was doing a little research on the um, Amish migration to Lancaster County because it felt kind of relevant due to the fact that we've read two books now that are Lancaster um, mm-hmm. County based. Yeah. So the first size because there's, there's Amish people who live in other places. Lots of yes. Yes. Um, the first sizable group of Amish arrived in Lancaster County in the 1720s or 1730s. Um, <clears throat> the group differ. Oh, sorry. So there are actually three families or anti-Baptist related groups found in Lancaster County, the Amish, the Mennonites, and the Brethren. All three groups share the anti-Baptist beliefs that uh, calls for making a conscious choice to accept God, um, according to, to only adults are baptized. So it's like you have to make the decision right. as an adult to join the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, the groups differ primarily in matters of dress, language, forms of worship, and to the extent that they allow modern technology and the forces of the, quote, outside world to impact their lives. Mostly mm-hmm. Brethren and Mennonites that's like their English neighbors, quote unquote. Other Mennonites and uh, brethren Amish Mennonites wear distinctive Amish clothing, but may use worldly conveniences such as cars, electricity, and telephone. On the other hand, old order Mennonite and old order Amish groups are more restrictive on their views of modern te- technology, and the um, old order Amish being the most conservative of Lancaster County's plain groups. Okay. So there you go. Um, there you go. So that's kind of since been here yeah. for a long time. Um, in this area, and um, the farmland's great in central PA, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and um, I think that's where like the Anabaptists, yes. like that phraseology, because mm-hmm. they immigrated from Europe. Yeah, where mm-hmm. infant baptism was widely mm-hmm. accepted, yes. and I think that's where that term came from. I thought it was Anabaptist. Yeah, A N A. Yes, right. I may have said that pronunciation incorrectly anabaptist but yes okay a and a baptist anabaptist okay Okay. um but i think that's where the term came from is because they were kind of rebelling against that was like the main theological or doctrinal thing that they were rebelling against Mm -hmm. was this idea of like infant baptism yes as a form of salvation as as salvation because you have to actively choose as an adult right because there was a lot of um like church of england and 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 other uh Faiths, especially prominent in Europe during that time, yes. that were like, well, if you're you baptize in the church as a baby, then you're going to go to heaven. Yes, which mm. is just not theologically sound at all. No, that's so. not. Yeah. <laughs> you know that little shot outside. There's so many mm-hmm. running out around that. Um, 
So um, the, the other thing I did research on is um, Sarah Price, the author herself. So she is a Christian fiction novelist and an adult and children's author of over 40 books. Most of her writing focuses on the Anabaptist heritage and the Old Order Amish. Her parental grandparents, Sarah Marie Aldifer and Harlan Neese, were born into an Old Order um, uh, Mennonite church in Pennsylvania early 1900s. With her Anabaptist upbringing, Price was drawn to the culture in the Amish of Lancaster County, which she has connections with Amish communities. Hmm. Most recently, Price has adapted the Jane Austen books into an Amish setting. So I guess there, there's other ones. Oh, yeah, she has all of the, all of Jane Austen. All six of them? All six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six fully. Yeah. So that is what I have for my uh, random research. Very interesting. Or my relevant, relevant research. research. Yeah. Love it. All right. Swoon Swoon scale. Swoon okay. Scale. So we decided <laughs> that it made sense, of course, that it's pride or it's um sense and sensibility adaptation. We're just mm-hmm. gonna go with more sense and sensibility adaptations. Because it made sense to us, and we're it rather made sensible girls. Wow. Well, well. <laughs> we like to follow our sensibilities. Yes. There and there are. are so many sense and sensibility adaptations. There's yes. a lot of them. Okay. Who wants Not to go first? So many. I can go first. Okay. I still don't know what my scale um, is. So. so my swoon scale is, so this book. Um, um, swoon scale is zero to call birth in a wet shirt for the correct. listeners who don't know. Yes, that is correct. Um, I just keep getting very distracted because the person that just pulled into the parking space very clearly double parked. And it's driving uh, me nuts that they did not. Is this that, that car right out yonder? Yes. And it drives me they did that the last time they parked too. Not that I'm people watching, but like it's very right. easy to tell in an apartment complex when someone double parks. Come on now. Anyways, um, so I apologize for my distraction. Um, the um, yes, okay. So my my adaptation is my favorite adaptation, the 1995 oh. Sense and Sensibility. We might have chosen. You could choose that one too. You might have chosen different moments. Hear what my moment is. Okay, what's your moment? My moment is so this. This was not my favorite Sense and Sensibility adaptation that I've ever read. Um, so my swooniness isn't high, but it is there because I do feel like the author really did well with some of the Christian Bechtler moments and some of the Edwin Fisher moments. I'm actually very quite pleased um, with how they were done. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So I would say my... Okay, so there's a moment in the <laughs> there's a moment in the 1995 adaptation where it's the moment where Edward goes to Eleanor and is going to try to tell her about Lucy Steele before they have to leave Norland Park for the first time. Yes. Um, and so she's in the stables, and he kind of goes in and he's very distracted. As a matter of fact, remember how he fiddles with the lambs? We talked about that in a different thing. He's just he's kind of. Hugh Grant does this thing where he just kind of like fidgets as Edward Ferris. He just is like fidgeting. Edward Ferris is so so sweaty. So he's kind of like he's like petting the horse and kind of like playing with the horse's mane, and like very clearly uncomfortable. I have to talk to you about my (laughs) education. My education, (laughs) precisely, Pratt (laughs) in Plymouth. Um, So there's this whole thing, and it's so awkward, and it's brilliantly done. But so you like know something. They have such a good connection. And you know something is going on. And like right at the moment where he's just about to tell her, Fanny comes rushing into the barn and he's like, and she goes, Edward, I've just heard from mom. You're needed at once. You have to come now. And he goes, can it wait for it? She goes, no, it can't wait. You have to come now. So then he just looks at Eleanor, looks at Fanny, and then just kind of awkwardly leaves the barn. Um, that is my swoon skill because I feel like this book gave me some good like little connection moments, but I wanted a little bit more. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's my swoon skill. 
Um, okay. Who's next? Um, Here's do you want to go next since it's a... Do you want me to go next because I have a different movie? Or you go next, next okay. because I... Well, here's... I really want... Okay, you go next. Okay. You go next. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, mine is the um, modern adaptation, Prada Tanata from Prada Tanata. Delightful movie. A great, great adaptation. Movie. Which is like so one of my top um, adaptations. Yeah, it's delightful. Um, it's wonderful. I literally, the entire time I was reading this book, just wanted to watch the movie. <laughs> but, and I mean, also Sense and Sensibility, but particularly, I love a good adaptation. Morgan and I have spent years, and I feel like Madeline has watched some of them with us, but for years, uh, Morgan and I have watched many, mm-hmm. many, many of retelling of modern adaptations, adaptations are what of, we usually watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's some good ones and there's been some rough ones. <laughs> sure. um, anyways, but the one that I chose As is Prada de Nada. And there's this scene and it's similar to Morgan how like the almost. So in this movie, there's this delightful scene where Eleanor's character is in the kitchen at this like this party. So this this movie is just oh, I, yes. yes. <laughs> what, what a good what a good, a good pick. <laughs> yeah. And so they're, they're they're in the kitchen and she's doing shots of tequila and so she's a little bit tipsy and Edward ca- comes into the kitchen and they're talking and he, they they she I think she kisses him, right? Yeah, and yes. he's like kind of taken back but then they're like kissing. And then all of a sudden she stops and she's like, no, I can't do this. And then she like runs away and it's like very like sorrowful. Uh-huh. That's kind of how I felt about this. There was moments where I felt like, especially w- with the Christian Marianne part, because mm-hmm. I feel like the, that was like on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again, just because it was like uh-huh. his passion, like anyways. Um, and so I felt like it was the kind of thing where you're like, oh, maybe, nope, nothing. And it was just like, it was like shut down over and over again. So I felt like a lot of times in this book, that it just kind of the way that it was retold, there was definitely swoony, almost swoony moments, a little bit of swoon, and then like the ending was a little more swoony, but yes. like you wanted more because you were like, this yes. is so sweet because like you're letting your guards down and like yes. falling in love with the right person. So, um, oh, I love yeah. that. That's good. Okay, I really, what I was gonna say is, <laughs> the adaptation I really wanted to pick was, I can't pronounce it, but it's direct. Translation is called I Have Found It. I can pronounce it. You can pronounce it yeah, for it's me? Kandin Kundin, Kandin Kundin. Kandin Kundin, Kandin Kundin. Mm-hmm. It is a Tamil. Bollywood mm-hmm. adaptation oh. in Tamil mm-hmm. of Bollywood adaptation of Sensibility. I love that adaptation, mm. but I haven't seen it in too long. It's been too long since I've seen it. So I can't think of a, the, a uh, perfect scene for yes. this specific book. Um, so I'll have to rewatch. But here's my highly recommend if you can find one. I mean, it's hard to find. If you can speak fluent Tamil, that's wonderful. You should watch it. Hard to find subtitles. (laughs) I think I do actually think it might currently be on YouTube with English subtitles. Nice. So it's a great, it's wonderful um, Bollywood adaptation. Bollywood has made uh, quite a few. Uh, yep, that's that one is magnificent. Yes. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that one's so good. It moves me every time. <laughs> okay, now I just need to do a movie. <laughs> so good. That one is one of my. Oh, I love that adaptation. Of okay, yeah, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, sorry, we'll just, sorry, sorry. We'll create a sub podcast where we just swoon about Jane Austen. Adaptation. Okay, here's that's my. I ever want here's my <laughs> follow up. Here's my follow up swoon scale moment. Okay. Um, I'm going with 1995. Okay. Because it has okay. so many great moments in it. Going with 1995. And it's the moment where, because again, there was like a decent level of sweetness, especially mm-hmm. at the end. And like Morgan said, I found Christian Beckler's character 
more swoony in this adaptation than I typically find Colonel Brandon. Yes, I would agree with that. Yes. I thought that the way that she I was I was like I would have picked him. Yeah. Very he was swoony. very swoony. He was more swoony to me than and I Which and Edward, a lot of authors don't focus on. And so Edward Ferris yeah. is one of my favorite Austin heroes. Madeline so loves I her some Edward Ferris. Love Edward Ferris. So um, my <laughs> moment is from nineteen ninety five. It's it's when Marianne is sick and they're staying at the Palmer's home. Oh. And Alan Rickman is He's he's just standing. Right he's standing outside the door, and he's got his hands behind his back, and he's leaning up against the door, um, or against the wall <laughs> of the room, just trying to be as close as he can because he can't go in the sick room, and he just waits for Eleanor to come out, and his head is just up against the the. If you guys know, you know, his head is just like up against the wall, and and he's like, you have to tell me what I can do, and Eleanor's like, you've been so much help colonel you've been so much help and he just goes give me an occupation or i shall run myself mad oh and it's 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 a very sturdy moment i'm freaking dead but i love that moment and i feel like well i feel like this current this christian beckler character was that level of swoon for me like he was pretty swoony in this adaptation so that's my moment wow that's amazing. Excuse the, the yes. ruckus in the background. No, there's, there's a lot of ruckus. There's, some, there's, some, uh, there's a lot of Recording this on a Saturday afternoon, and I think that that's why, but um, my neighbors have Kids children, and they're running around um, in the, the hallways. So, um, Okay, so now we're going to do um, the God moment. The God factor. I um, would say that, that one thing I appreciated about this book <laughs> that I would say feels different than um, adaptation or, like, the, the original um, novel is that... <clears throat> They focused um, a lot on God's plan and the mm -hmm. idea of like, even if something looks harder than what it is, and even if it's not what you think, if you're willing to wait and kind of follow what um, it God is, God's plan is, and you're willing to submit yourself to that, that, that his best is yet to come. And there was this actually really interesting dialogue um, that, was it Eleanor and Edwin had in this book? Or is it Eleanor and Christian had about how like different that different religions all submit to God and like find I'll see if I can find the page when one of them shares. Oh yes, I remember what you're mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yes, about like how can we say other people aren't yes. sincerely following God? Yes, when, yes, when that's in, what it is. Like how can we say that our yes. way of following God yes. is the best way? Yeah. yeah. When all these other people are sincere and genuine in heart and following God the way yes. that they believe yes. is the right yes. way to follow Absolutely. Him. And it was a, yeah, that was a good conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very, like, it was just a good reminder that even if life looks different than, mm -hmm. than what you expect as far as the, like, first thing that I said, that, like, following God's plan and be willing to be on a journey with, with Him always leads to good results. Mm -hmm. I agree. I That was the thing that stood out to me was just, like, that, um, like even even when like everything seems awful and this story i feel like since i one of the reasons i love this story so much is because there's like so much like beauty and redemption in it mm -hmm. there's beauty and redemption in m most of austin's novels yes um mm -hmm. but i love this story because it's like it, it does feel that way it feels mm -hmm. like these women mm -hmm. are are dealt just like a horrible lot in life and then mm -hmm. look what ends up happening to them so when you so that lends itself to a good christian fiction novel yeah because you can, you can, you can lean into that like, okay, we're we don't have anything. We're trusting in God, and look what His provision. His provision was so much better than we could have even thought. Like, so it lends itself to a Christian fiction novel, I think. And I loved the like, um, 
the Christian Bechtler, again, his backstory was a little bit different mm-hmm. than the regular Colonel Brandon story because he actually took the blame for his brother. So, so when yeah. it was when he discovered that his ex fiance basically had had a baby out of wedlock with his brother, everyone mm-hmm. everyone accused him of being the father, and instead of uh, pointing fingers. He he just quietly like took the blame mm-hmm. um, instead of like ruining his brother's reputation or ruining um, the woman's reputation. Like he just mm-hmm. took it on himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when it came out a couple years later that the brother was the father, like there was forgiveness granted to him, and he was like nominated to be a bishop, which is a huge deal in the Amish mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was beautiful. Like in um, a a good depiction, also the Amish people the. The, the emphasis they place on forgiveness mm-hmm. is extremely important. So I thought it was like a prime example of like, yeah. look at this man living out his faith. Like, mm. because the Amish people are so big on forgiveness. Yeah. Like he was like, I have to just, no, nope, I'm not going to bear a grudge and say, no, it was my brother who did this. Like forgiving in my heart, I'll just take the blame for it. Yeah. I thought that was like, so that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I thought it was an interesting, it definitely made Christian Beckler a sweeter character to me too, because yeah. look at this righteous man of God. Living out his faith. <laughs> love it. Love it so much. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean. Yeah, no, I absolutely. Do. I do. Absolutely. Um, I honestly don't have anything to add. Like, I thought both of those... Uh, yeah. I yeah. was thinking through both of those, too. There wasn't anything else in particular that yeah. stood out to me. So, okay. I, I stand with my sisters. Highlights. Lowlights. Yeah. Highlights. Problems. Um, I had... Weird stuff. I have both of those. Okay. Okay. You go first. So, my problems... I, I, maybe they shouldn't even be really problems... But something that annoyed me was the weird Song of Solomon scenes. Yes, so same. Weird. That was my... I <laughs> felt like, here's the thing. I felt it was... It, it's the same to me, okay? I'm just going to say this. It was the same problematic thing when people call, like, God their husband mm-hmm. or Jesus. And they'll yes. be like, oh, I, I'm not single. I'm married to Jesus. Like, same cringe oh, factor like, for me. Yeah, cringe. Like, was like... <laughs> Using the Song of Solomon yes. in like, ooh, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get a woman's attention by quietly reading her Song of Solomon. If yeah. a man ever tried that on me, I'd be like, sir, I'm gonna need this day. And I mean, I think it's a beautifully written book of the Bible, and I think there's a lot of meaning to it. But it just felt like that was kind of, I don't know, it felt weird mm-hmm. to me. It felt well because creepy. there was that whole scene. Where Eleanor was like, we had to like usher Maggie out of the room <laughs> because, because it was getting too hot in here. But like, reading that books of the Bible, woo-hoo. and I'm just like, oh come Whoa. on! Oh, oh what were you telling on. her that her her hair is like ra- a flock of ravens or whatever? Yes, <laughs> like goats descending from Gilead, the Mount Gilead. <laughs> <laughs> what was your highlight? <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, um, my, one of my highlights, I had several, but one of the ones I really enjoyed was this author's portrayal of the interaction between Marianne and Eleanor after, after, after. after. I love that too. (laughs) Yes. After, um, Marianne finds out that Eleanor has been keeping this secret about Edwin. Um, yes. Because I, I like this in the book and in several of the adaptations too, because it's kind of the first time Marianne like snaps out of herself yes. and really of sees. thinking about herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. And her own sorrow. Mm-hmm. And the thing. Okay, so. Let's see. Okay. How long have you known? Finally, Eleanor turned to face her sister. Lydia was quite kind and confiding in me from the very beginning of our relationship, Marianne. <laughs> 
Marianne's mouth opened and she gasped. Yet you never said one word to me. No, Marianne, Eleanor said. She asked me to keep her confidence. I could not go back on my word, even though I often thought of doing so. Oh, Marianne sank onto the side of the bed and shut her eyes. How could I have been so blind? She asked rhetorically. All this time I was thinking only of my own pain. She raised her eyes to stare at Eleanor. And you've been so calm and cheerful at all times. You've supported me even when you did so by putting yourself in her presence. How selfless you are, Eleanor. I just, it's a, it's a good moment. Mm-hmm. And I thought the author did it really well. Yeah. Um, and it's like a reconciliation between mm-hmm. the two. Yes, exactly. Which ties back to the redemption thing that we've seen time and time again mm-hmm. in Christian fiction across yeah. the thing. That it's not just about redemption in relationships and restoration and that. But like even yeah. in family relationships and sister dynamics. I would say that my problematic things were the same. Were you done with your yeah, I'm done. My problematic thing was the same. I thought the Song of Solomon was super weird. It felt like weirdly sexualized. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's a more sexual book of the Bible, I would say. But it felt like the way that they then were doing it, Exodus, it was like weird. Yeah. For example. Or Leviticus. Sure. Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. Any of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it just felt, and I understood why the author made that choice. But it felt, yeah. it. I just didn't, didn't jive with me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, it ties back to like, cheesy Christian pickup lines that are like using the book of the Bible, you know? Um, sure. Anyways, um, I would say that for me, a highlight was the Christian character. I thought it was very well done. I know we mentioned that, but like, I am a big fan of that storyline, always have been in every adaptation, but there was something about this one that felt so genuine and so like love forlorn, but then like a genuineness of like, but I'm going to... Tr- love you as a human and help you even if it, it means nothing for me and it's like the opposite of selfish because everything that willis i almost said <laughs> the original name <laughs> did w- was so selfish that like it yeah. was yeah. that like there was such a clear delineation which like there mm-hmm. usually is but i feel like especially this um it it was just a beautiful and a character and i i thought she did a great job and like he had a depth to him that i really appreciated even though the romance was quick and he fell for her almost as fast as she fell for willis but right. i appreciated that so yeah. What about you, Madeline? Madeline's um, problematic. I don't think I have any different ones than you guys. Mm. I just want to say that if if a man, I'm going back to the song of Solomon, oh boy. <laughs> if a man came to my rescue and then recited Song of Solomon, versus if a man came to my rescue and then recited songs of Shakespeare, let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments, um, Shakespeare. Yeah, I'm sorry. Shakespeare any day is just so much more romantic. Than I memorized Sonnet 116 and had it as part of my wedding because of the 1995 adaptation. It is of so it's right. It's like, come on. are you are you kidding me right now? There's no contest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, I agree with what you. In like. that context, there's no contest. Right. No. 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 In that context, just to there's... just to be clear, we right. are not condoning Shakespeare over the Bible. No, I would say that I prefer the Bible to Shakespeare. I am saying, I am saying that as far as like someone reading poetry to pursue yes. me in a romantic sure. way, please read me sh- the songs of Shakespeare versus songs. Versus song. your lips drop sweetness as honeycomb. I mean that's that's, that's nice. Sweet. Get it? Get it? I do get it. <laughs> but um, but yeah. right. <laughs> and I would just want to point out, as someone, Madeline is five years younger than me, and her <laughs> now husband, um was courting her and I was around. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You chaperone. 
No. I, yes. <laughs> well, technically, probably. <laughs> and I was around. I was around. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in the vicinity. But what I'm saying is, I remember one day, Madeline was in, like, a foul mood or something. And she's like, Jeremiah, will you just read to me? And he read, like, this old book of poetry that Madeline had around. And he's literally, she's, like, laying on her bed. And it's, um, it was at my parents' house. The doors were all open. Nothing was bad. She was just laying on her bed, eating chocolate or something. I don't even know. And her now husband is sitting there on a, on a stool or something in her room, reading aloud it was Keats. Keats. Oh, there you go. <laughs> reading po- Of course she does. Reading poetry to her. So when she says this, she says it from experience because she's lived it. She's lived it. And I, I remember, have, I remember I man poking, read me poetry. poking my head in her room and being like, I I can't stay here. This, is, this, this, this is too much for me. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love He that. also found me a, he purchased as one of, like a gift that he gave me like early on when we were dating he found this like beautiful um antique copy it's like over 100 years old of i think it's 1870s is when it was um printed of song of songs <laughs> the complete works of john keats oh and, that's amazing so it was, like, it was like kind of our thing for a little so, bit like our so nice. inside thing like yeah good ones it's cute i love there it wow he's very so thoughtful fun. yeah Alrighty, yeah. and that's a wrap on the uh, Amish uh, fiction. So if you have any, <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, um, or Smart thoughts, remarks. yeah, um, or things that you're like, hey, actually, this is how it is because you know more things about the Amish. Oh my goodness! If you movies, have some like, we don't know anything. No, we. I'm yeah, very, very interested in that. So yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, so up next, our book oh. is. What is up next? Is, is it, it Books of Others Love? Yes. Our final Books of Others Love. Our final for, for Books of Others Love for season one mm-hmm. is Tacos for Two yeah. by Betsy St. Amant. Yes. St. Amant. Yes. St. Amant. St. Amant. I don't know. She might not be French. But, um. It's kind of like Odette's a French name, but I'm not French. That's true. Um. That we know of. No, I'm kidding. She would. I would know. I would always say these things. Oh my goodness, guys. We are, like, wrapping up season one. I know. Yeah. It's almost And then we're going to have, of course, a holiday episode because you cannot yeah, don't have. Worry about that. Don't you worry. Because you know our loyal themes. Okay, what do we love more than themes? Holidays. Holidays. Yeah, it's true. true. But I meant like the holidays general. So we'll be doing sure. a Christmas novella that we're very, very excited yes, about. And that'll be kind of a wrap for season one. Also, yeah, it's so and, fun. And be on the lookout because we have some really fun, exciting things planned for season two. Yes, we and cannot wait. It's going to be such we're a so fun excited. launch. We're going to be launching in. in this upcoming February, our mm-hmm. second season. February 2023. Um, so get excited. Get yeah. excited. Get excited. excited. And we have so many ideas and so many yeah. things that we will share in due time. But in the meantime, dear listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode. And Godspeed to the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Redeeming Lit Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you don't miss any episodes. If you have any questions or book recommendations, email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep keep it lit. lit!